ManaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. So, Brian, you think that I should go into this shop every day and ask them if they know my name? It's a psychic reading place. I just want to see what they know. I want to see how good they are. But then they're, what if they don't know it? Then I sh- but I go every day? Then you should just call them on their bullshit. Dude, this sounds like, first of all, this is out of my way. <laughs> I would be going out of my way to cha- challenge the validity of the psychic reading store? Yes. Dude, this sounds like a terrible idea. Why? Like... What if they have like a 1% likelihood of being able to curse me? <laughs> or like, eh. Okay. Like, greater, do, 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 what if, what what, greater, what if they what did that right greater before a magic tournament? There's three, here's three, three presentations, right? Three ideas. Okay. Which one do you think is the greatest likelihood? I loot. <laughs> That's three. That was number three. I'm looting. <laughs> number one is that someone at a psychic place on Washington Street in Hoboken can put a curse on you. Okay. Two... Is that we're living in a game simulation? <laughs> Ooh. Three is that you'll deck yourself by looting. Which is the greatest probability? Yes. I mean, it's woefully unlikely that I deck myself by looting. <laughs> this is just not even a real line of argumentation. And I have something like a 2% chance of drawing and having to discard my control magic right now. Like, that's un- so this is just not likely. Okay. <laughs> so I should loot, right? Okay. Right, so, so you will loot. I will loot because it gets me closer to my control magic. Yes. And even if I get the control magic, I've upgraded my hand. So it's come down And it's to, not like I can't loot the card that I draw next turn. So it's coming down to here is game simulation versus gypsy curses. Brian, that's an offensive term. It's called a psychic store. I'm sorry. I don't, what's the difference? Yeah. Like one of them's like an ethnic group and one of them is an ethnic group yeah, with superpowers. Yeah, pro- you're right. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that? I think that's it. One of them, one of them trained at an estate up in New York under a kindly ball professor in a wheelchair. Okay. Which which is more likely? You you really you're really nervous about the curses. I don't. I just don't look. Look, man. I'm not saying I believe that the psychic parlor has magic powers. I'm just saying that the combination, if you just do a Venn diagram overlap, sure, of the amount of inconvenience I would have to go through, combined with even a low probability of being cursed, say, right before a Magic tournament, or perhaps during the NBA Finals, <laughs> it's just, this is like a very, it's just like negative EV for me. To be fair, I do wear specific jerseys on specific yes, game I know. days, you like, I do set up shrines of me- memorabilia. Yeah, and the shrines of memorabilia have many severed heads, right? <laughs> Your gods are the gods of the north, not the gods of the seven. They're not kindly. No, no, it's true. It is true. Um, so, so what are we doing today? Magic the Gathering. We're magicking. Did you, did you bring a second standard deck? No, you didn't ask me to. I would have. Like at the Grand Prix, you're like, give me, I gave you the, like, the, I gave you 74 have, of the 75. Have, I still have Matt Brando's Chandra. I could have played it. <laughs> like, literal, I gave you 74 of the 75, and the one card I didn't give you was just like a fungible same card that I gave you, right? Like, that was Chandra. 
No, it was, it was oh, Chandra. Okay, Chandra, fine. And an egging thoughts. Okay. And an and a uh, an evolving wilds. All right, sorry. It's like seventy one or something. Whatever. I mean, Grant you know. Chandra is a, a sizable card. It's like thirty two of another card. Yeah, but still. Well, if it's nagging thoughts, it's like what do you what do you one hundred and sixty of another same you, deck. I didn't change decks yet. I think we're gonna play build that green deck with uh, the I green ramp. I, I didn't have time to make it yet. Um, like with my cards at home, I didn't have time to make it yet. Uh, but <laughs> so I'll make it maybe for Friday. I've been playing. I've been playing with it a little bit. On Magic Online. Yeah. You sent me the list. I built it. What, what's what's the deal there? What, what are you trying to do? So like, I was just thinking to myself, self. What if we just like self? Did I tell you about the time I built Napster and self was like, yeah, shut up. Tell me about this new deck. Self, did I tell you about the time I built Nia lightsaber? <laughs> how about how about critical mass? <laughs> Remember that time I played with uh, Deceiver Exarch before anybody else did self? It was pretty cool. Other buffoons were playing black. Nope. Blue, red. That's the way you play it. Anyway, I said to myself, self, you know, what, you know what cards I like? I like the interaction between Tireless Tracker and Explosive Vegetation. So I have like the least tired trackers yeah. in all the... the the, the Plains or of the Dominion. the most tired trackers. Yeah, I can't tell if they're tired or not tired. But they big. They battle. I like that. And then I like the card Ulvenwald Hydra. In particular, I like to summon an Ulvenwald Hydra. And then... Did you even get that pic? So Brian's taking pictures of children blowing bubbles. A, first of all, it's a gentleman blowing bubbles. He's probably going to end up on grown, some sort of... He's a fully grown gentleman. <laughs> child safety list, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, anyway. He's a young gentleman blowing bubbles. That was, that was, like, older than me. I mean, in dog years, sure. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I like this card, Ulvenwald Hider, because you can summon it, and then you can get a special land with it. And that special land could be Mirror Pool. And then you could copy the Ulvenwald Hydra, and now you have two Ulvenwald Hydras. And since you lost your Mirror Pool when you copied the Ulvenwald Hydra, the second Ulvenwald Hydra can go get another land to restore both of your Ulvenwald Hydras to the previous level of power. Example, let's say I had six lands, and I sacrifice one to make a second Ulvenwald Hydra. I have now five lands. So I went from six power to 10 power, but wait, there's more. The second Ulvenwald Hydra goes, gets another land. So now I have 12 power. I just used Mirror Pool to copy, uh, secure the waste. Yeah, so the other thing Or my is, opponent went to counter my secure the yeah, waste. Yeah, I did that last night too. That was sweet. So here's the thing. You can also get Profane Prince land. I never know the name of that card. Westvale I just, Abbey. Westvale Abbey. And the thing that's cool about that is you have like the biggest secures because you know how like the green red ramp deck has like like fireball for X? Yeah. X plus R? You have just fireball for X plus W, but sometimes it has like nine power lifelink. <laughs> so that's cool. You have those things and then I don't know, I just randomly have like Dramagus Command. Like it's like it's like pretty much like a ramp deck. Sometimes it's like a, like, it has a lot of the trappings of just like a mid-range green creature deck, but you can just go second turn, what's a Sylvan guy, Sylvan, Sylvan Urnum, whatever his name is. Sylvan Advocate. You go like Sylvan Advocate, Tireless Tracker, Ramp Spell, 
Now you have like <laughs> two clues and you're still an advocate's four or five and it's like turn four. Like, that's pretty insane, right? Like, let's boom, 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 that's your curve. Yeah. And then, like, just beat people up with that. And then when they handle your stuff, you're just like, all right, gigantic secure the waist or overwalled hydra or I have like world breaker in that deck. Like, after sideboarding, I just play four world breakers. That's pretty cool. But it's like not as big as like the blue red or the green red ramp decks. But instead, it has like, you know, this the ability, the ability to just green beat down. Yeah, green beat down plan also. And I don't know, like Ulvenwald Hydra's the biggest. Like he's bigger than Ulamog, sometimes. <laughs> also, he has reach, so I think people don't realize he has reach. Like last night, for example, my opponent attacked me with Gold Knight Castigator, and I blocked it with my 12-12. <laughs> and then he disconnected. <laughs> I was just like, yo. Did you not know that this had reach? But I didn't say that to him because he had already disconnected. Yeah. But I was thinking it. So you said it to yourself again? Yeah, I was like, self? Do you think he doesn't know that Gold Knight Castigator has flying and your creature has reach? But there was no answer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to standard it up. I'm just like, just like gaga for playing Magic the Gathering. It seems like a nice thing to do with your time. Next time, you like on Friday, if we hang out, do you want me to bring another standard I deck? I am on Friday. Yeah? Going to be in Hoboken playing Eternal Masters. Wow. So many different strategies of how you can play Magic the Gathering. Like, <laughs> this is like this is like the third store we've been at in two podcasts, this if you think about it. This is the second store I've been at today because I thought we were going to go to Hoboken again. <laughs> All right. So I was just like, Brian, would you like to play Standard at the Uncommons and podcast? And he's I like, don't yes. I think you said Uncommons. I think I just said Standard Cast or something. Yeah. You know, it's a you know a subtweet. Is that a real word? Subtweet. No, not even. Then so he's just like, I'm here, and I'm like, man, he's like super early. So then I was at the train to come to here, and then I see this text. It's just like, oh, I'm in Hoboken. <laughs> so it's like completely the other direction. So now we're here though. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna have I don't know. Are, what are you gonna do? There's drafts probably. Let's I find out. Commander. I haven't played Commander deck like oh, that's okay. what I was doing. That's what I was planning to do in Hoboken. I'm playing. Cool beans. Standard. All right, so let's break for a little while, and I'm going to sign up for the tournament. All right, I successfully signed up for Standard, but I did not successfully give them any money. What the hell? Maybe I could just get away with it, man. Yeah. The best would be if I like I got away with it and then also won the tournament. Like that would be like that would be some next level stuff, man. <laughs> like, so next level. Here, hold this a second. I want to make sure I actually have a deck in my bag because I didn't check before, <laughs> before I came. I assume I have it. It's just the same 75 from we, when we podcasted the other night on Friday. And I don't, but I think that this deck can be improved. I think I'm not, I did, but I, only, I didn't bring any other cards. So I think the amount of improvement that I can do is limited to moving one Ruinous Path to the main deck. What did you think about my theory about how to torment people this summer? Uh, I like it. It's pretty good. So Brian's theory was, if you really want to mess with people, what you can do is change your ringtone to that of an ice cream truck. Okay, pretend to call me. Okay, hold on. I'm Okay, ring, ring, ring. I'm calling you, Brian. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's my ringtone for everybody. I think you might be a terrible person. Like, not... I, I was surprised by how many people called it out as evil. I mean, like, 
Not, not Ramsey Bolton terrible, but like, you know, maybe pre-castration Theon Greyjoy terrible. So like, who do you think is the worst person in Westeros? I think... I think it's Ramsay? It, it's, it's, it's somewhere between Ramsay and Cersei. Littlefinger is worse than both of them. You think Little... No. Littlefinger handed... Handed... Sansa to Ramsay. I, I guess... Well, you know, we do in book... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess either way. He's still pretty bad in the books. Even in the books, like... Are you just saying that, like... Because it's a girl who you don't care about that much, that it's like no, I'm saying, less I'm suffering. Saying than I, forget, I forget about it a little bit in the book. All right, how about this? One? Do you like Tyrion? Uh, I like Tyrion. Okay, Littlefinger also framed Tyrion for the murder <laughs> of his own nephew. Yeah, Tyrion. I mean, Tyrion's pretty awful. Tyrion's. I mean, off- I mean, uh, Ra- I mean, what's the shit? Littlefinger's Littlefinger. Okay. Right. How about this one? Ramsey's, what do you think? Ned- other Ramsey than peels the flesh off of people for fun. All right. And like, let's no, no. It's it is it is hands down. Ramsey. He lets people escape and think they can, think they can escape, and then chases okay. them down with dogs, and then punishes them for escape. Let me ask you a question: What is Littlefinger's occupation? Look, what is his of, occupation? There are a lot of pretty terrible people in Westeros. It's it is a it is a very awful place to live. I'm gonna go Ramsey. <sighs> like, if you're going to make me choose between the person who handed someone off to Ramsey and Ramsey, I'm going to go Ramsey. I think Cersei's pretty awful, too, though. Cersei is just like... Here's the thing. She's just, like, gleeful when her enemies have bad fortune. But she's herself not that bad. She's terrible. Like, she doesn't have much respect for small folks' lives. But that's the same for all the nobles, right? She killed Ned. She didn't kill Ned. Joffrey did. They were supposed to send Ned to the wall. And then Joffrey unilaterally killed Ned. And everyone else says, you can't kill him. He's the warden of the north. And he's just like, I'm the king. Yeah, I feel like she fostered that, though. Well, she's not a good... Not, a good not mother. I mean, like, what's his, What's her name? Princess Marcella. She like, seems like... A, like, Tommen seems like pretty not horrible. No, Tommen. Tommen I like Tommen. I mean, he's doomed, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I think you know who I think is pretty. Him and Brother Ray are gonna be drinking some ale somewhere close soon. So here's the here's my here's who I think might be horrible, super horrible. Okay, we forgot about how horrible he might be for a couple of seasons because he was acting like a nice guy, but I think he's horrible. Jamie Lannister. I I think Jamie Lannister is a bad person who desperately doesn't want to be a bad person. Okay. We are introduced to Jamie Lannister I think, I think, pushing a 10-year-old yeah, boy out of it. a window in his it. own home that, in like, order to cover up the illicit affair he's having with a married woman who happens to be his twin sister. There is no that's, sh- just, that's just the first time we there see him. There is no shortage of awful people in Westeros. No shortage. So... It's like asking who the dumbest Stark is. It's Sansa. <laughs> I can answer that question. I mean, like, 
I, and the only reason I think that she's dumber than Catelyn is that Catelyn just died, and so she couldn't keep making dumb decisions. But Sansa, fool me the once. Same for Ned. Fool me three times. Same for Rob. Rob, Rob's pretty dumb. Rob, Rob is pretty. No dumb. one should have let. But here's the thing: when you're the king, he's just like, he's just Joffrey, right? I'm the king. I can do whatever I want. I mean, that's like breaking treaties or whatever. These guys are just more. What he just just because he slept with that girl, then he thought he had to marry her. That was the thing. Well, just because he decided to marry her. Yes. His nurse, right? Yes. Like, it's pretty like. There's some pretty clear ramifications, political ramifications, that he thought he could just kind of slough off. Because he's the king. Because he was the king. Same, or because he was same a, as he Joffrey. Didn't even, he didn't even think it was because he, it was because he was in love. Let me tell you something. There's no time for love in Westeros. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I mean, I do think that the noble houses have different rules. Or like, if you're the sure. king, like you have different obligations. Sure. Like I actually think, like so I, I, I said this before. I was like, I was always conflicted about. Sansa's storyline with Ramsay. There's, I mean, and don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize how awful Ramsay must have been to be married to. Yeah. Right? He's obviously a horrible torture. Whatever you want to say, he's, he's not a nice guy. But I think that Sansa, especially the arc of her storyline when she goes to Winterfell with Littlefinger at that point, she's doing what she's doing because she's trying to consolidate power or gain any amount of power, regain power for her family. And... She just kind of bit off more than she could chew. But I think she has to know if she's going to get married to this guy that, quote-unquote, producing an heir or whatever, is, that's part, part and parcel of it when you're, you know, queen of the, whatever, lady of the I, north I, or whatever. I think she trusts him. I mean, she trusted Littlefinger that she'd be safe. But what is safe, right? She has Not violently forced upon I mean, she's she's still young and pretty naive, right? Like she she does not expect that she. Well, is her first get... husband Tyrion was very gentle with her in that regard. No, I mean, so, or like, I, I I was like kind of raising an eyebrow to the High Sparrow speech with Queen Marjorie this week, where he's just like, you know, a woman doesn't really need desire; she only needs patience, right? And, I was, and the, the, so I was thinking about I was just trying to unpack this for a second. Does he mean that for all women, or does he only mean that if you're like the queen because she has an obligation to produce an heir? And, and I'm like, and I think that the, the implications about that person are different if you, if you, uh, if you look at it through different lens. If he thinks for any woman that he's just a horrible person, right? You can't. That's not a thing that you should be telling a young woman. But if he's talking about in terms of the queen, she has an obligation. It's different. Westeros is a pretty awful. Again, I'm just going to reiterate. It's yeah? an awful place filled with awful people. But what about across the narrow sea? Where do you want to live? I don't want to live across the narrow sea. Yeah, you're like you're like 75% likely to be a castrated eunuch slave if you live across the narrow sea, or I want to or begotten by like I want to basically the Kalisar. I think if I'm gonna live somewhere, I want to like work in the Iron Bank or something. At Bravos? Yeah. I you want to so. live in you want to no, live in the city that's founded by a holy order of assassins where people are just like dueling with each other in the street so often that a 10-year-old girl can be walking down the street bleeding from multiple stomach wounds and everyone thinks it's completely normal. I'm saying it seems like my best option. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because I'm saying, that's what Bravo says. I get like, you. I know. I've thought about this. I'm saying this seems like my best option. So like, let's see. We're, I think Riverland seem okay. Like, bro Brother Ray and company. Oh, no, I know exactly where I want to live. Where? I want to live under Liana of Mormont. I want to yeah. live. I want to live in Castle Mormont. That's where I want to live. Bear Island. Is Bear, what it's called. Bear Island. What about Dorne? Dorne, like everyone's like, 
everyone's really good looking in Dorn. And they can pressure, all do karate. The pressure to go to the gym in Dorn is too high. <laughs> There's way too much pressure in Dorn. Yeah. But I mean, like, and then if you have a weak prince, they just, you know, they kill him for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Is this really what we're talking about? I don't know, why not? We, I, magic hasn't started. We'll talk about magic when magic starts. Or you want to talk, uh, we can talk about that green-white ramp deck, huh? I thought that's what we were talking about. All right, I, so, I, like, I like that deck. I like it, too. I, uh, I really... I really uh, so, so the, the, car, the thing that was... I, I, like, I like Mirror Pool a lot. I was surprised by how much I, how much I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that card. I thought it was very flexible. I yeah. mean, obviously people are playing with it. It's not, a, it's not some new card, but I, I, I really liked it in that deck a lot. The only things I ever do with it are copy an Ulvenwald Hydra or copy a... Uh, copy a security device. Although actually once when my opponent had like a lot of blockers I summoned and in the same turn copied a reality smasher after sideboarding <laughs> just to get another haster and I killed him with like an alpha strike. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That seems good. Yeah. Reality, uh, reality smasher is in a lot of my sideboards these days. I think it's a really flexible card. I'm playing it tonight. It's just like you want a guy let's say you wanted a 5-5 haste guy that's really hard to kill. So, here, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So Sam Stodd, Sam Stoddard. I know the man. Wrote a uh, post. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be doing another article about like the, you know, when we dive into the, you know, like the card notes. Yeah. You know, we dial, dial, dial. What cards do you want to see the notes on? Right. And everybody just jumps in. And there's like this little bit of snarky glee in their voice. You know, like I want to see the notes on Reality Smasher. <laughs> I want to see the notes on." Yeah, and just like any list of cards that are just, you know, the best cards in standard. Yeah. The, the thing I want to know is, what do people want? Do people want unplayable cards? I, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, like people they, just... Maybe they're just curious. They're not curious. They're like... They, a lot of people responded to that thread with a little bit of snark and a little bit of like, I want to hear what you thought about this card. Like, like, oh, did you think this card wasn't any good? Like, like that somehow, like the implication being that the card's a mistake. Standard is full on fine. There are literally no offensive cards in standard, as far as I can tell. There are good cards. I mean, like, I think that somebody drawing a bunch of back to back to back to back, or like chaining with Colgan's Man a bunch of Goblin Dark Dwellers is tiresome to play against, right? But there are even things you could do. You can infinitely obliterate them, or you can just go bigger, right? Like, the man who's all like four, 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 five is gonna get his his butt handed to him by the man who's 10, 10 for 10, you know, like, poor woman. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, that. There, there's all things you can do. Like, the hands down, the best deck in the format is, like, Sarah Angel and O1s for three. Like, <laughs> you know, 1-1 one, one for two is in that deck. 3-3 three, three for two that can't attack. Like, that's hands down the best deck in standard. Wins every tournament. Did you, uh, have you tried playing uh, Frank Karsten's prison blue prison deck? No. Too much self-respect. Frank must have too much self-respect. I'm just... Are you top 16 with No, that, I know. Right? I, I, no, I'm just kidding. It's just not my thing. Yeah. It just what seems you... like super not fun for me. That's the... Like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play, like, a non-interactive game that's also... Like, I don't also... Also don't feel like you're getting anybody with that deck. Like, you're like, I returned your creatures to hand, and eventually I'm going to attack with two, two zombies. Just saying, you're not getting anybody. Like, I, when I want to be, like, a jerk, I want to I want to make them feel it. Oh, I think the round's starting. People are going inside. So we'll soon know. Yeah. 
uh, so the question, and we'll, we'll pick it up after it. So just hold on to this question. Yeah. So uh, Kenyon Kaloran, who's you know, I'm sure you've interacted. Yeah, with, sure, sure. He wants. He was. He was offended that that deck was called a prison deck. That's it. Okay. We'll, we'll pick it up after the after you, after you play some magic, and I see if anyone wants to play command. All right, quick update. I drew. Uh, game one, so I was playing against Bant Humans. Game one, I did this fancy play where I was going to potentially attack for the kill with Awakened Ruinous Path. And I probably should have just... And, the, so, and I didn't even attack with everything because I'm like, oh, if he has Coco, he might beat me. Uh, he had, if he had nothing, I had I had the Ruinous Path, a Goblin Dark Baller on play and on, on the board, and a, and a Chandra on the board. Uh, and he was at 12, so theoretically I just would have won with a the big swing there, but I should have just transgressed because if I'm if my plan is he might win if if he has Coco, Coco you should check and see if should check Coco. it is Coco. It turns out he had three Cocos, so he <laughs> so he Cocoed to not die, uh, like just went low. Cocoed again, and he got like a uh, which is the one Thraben Lieutenant is that the one that gets bigger? The, who's the one who gets bigger? Tireless Tracker. No, that makes humans bigger oh, and he gets I bigger. Oh, um, yeah, um, Thalia's Lieutenant. Thalia's Lieutenant. So he hit those, then he like. Hit, hit, and then like hit more humans. Then actually attacked me to death <laughs> instead, which was that was sad. Uh, and then I won the next game, and then I was uh, way ahead in, in game three, but we had gone to time. So uh, if I had had two more turns, uh, I actually think that it's impossible that I wouldn't have won uh, given the situation on the board. But not yeah, should have played better slash faster. I've yet, to, I've yet to meet a collective company player who doesn't think they can win in any situation. So, so. well, my my board was yeah. Is this? Okay, one sec. Uh, so uh, he had Coco in his hand, but I had both Obnixilis and Chandra in play, and uh, my hand was all Kalidas and Instance. So, like, unless he hits four consecutive Reflector Mages, it's mathematically impossible for him to win the game. Uh, and even if he hits four, four consecutive Reflector Mages, he'll still lose the, to the Kalidas. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, I have to just not cast my removal spells. Like, so, sure. And, and, <laughs> like, like, like I, I have, like, a Chandra and an Omnixus in play. He's at 12, and I have, like... What are the odds of you not casting the removal spell? It's, like... During combat, like, when he's about same, to block? About the same as not casting the transgress the No, I mean, like, the, the play that I made wins, like, 75% of the time, but the transgress play wins 100% of the time. It's just, like, you know, you gotta... Should have looted. You gotta play better. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have played better slash faster. If, I mean, I don't know if I played a, game two. If I played game two a little faster, I, the problem. Was, so you said you said a funny thing. I should have just attacked him earlier. I, I sandbagged two goblin dark dwellers the entire game because I never felt like I had to cast them. The alternate win condition of attacking with goblin dark dwellers right. instead of gaining crushing advantage. Yeah, live and learn. All right, my round's starting. All right. Uh. I think it's. I think we might be getting to the time of the night, maybe where it's just a huge EV play for me to go home. <laughs> Certainly, a good EV play for me to go home. So I'm, since I'm not playing any so magic. So I'm 0-1 and one. Let's see. I'm just tweeting with people about magic. Yeah. So that was like super tight. Uh, so you're playing Luke. Luke's an old-time uh, neutral grounder. Hey, he's like we've had him on the podcast before other nights when we've been on here on Tuesdays. I think. Haven't no. We? No. I'm pretty sure we have. No. I played him the night that we, when I played that Naya deck that you disapproved oh, of. I played yes, him. Oh, yes, yes, you're right, you're right. He was playing a Jeskai deck. Oh, you're right. Uh, so, game one, he just he was playing black-white control, 
and he just got a bunch of damage in with a 2-2 from a Gideon, but I was like pretty much in control the whole game. Then I just got rid of both of his Secure the Waste, and I'm like, I'm pretty oh. sure I'm gonna win, but he has no cards in hand. There's no cards in hand. Pretty sure I'm gonna win. He just draws a third Secure the Waste. Who does that? <laughs> People don't have a third Secure the Waste anymore. Um, so he, he got me that one. It was pretty super close. Um, off. It's kind of interesting, right? So, I mean, I just did this whole yeah. uh, interview with you and yeah. Zvi and some other people talking about NetDax and yeah. talking about uh, the dojo and the yeah. dojo effect. It's like, there's probably some value in, like, having different numbers than, like, what people perceive to be the optimized list sometimes now. You actually do get some value. You're, you are sitting there thinking that that's it. There's two, two security Well, I mean, I mean, I think my plays were, were going to be made either way, right? Okay. But like, uh, I mean, there's still cards you could draw. You could draw Soren. That would yeah. be good, you know? Yeah. Um, like, but relatively He's few. He's right behind you. Relatively few cards. <laughs> so. Talk all your shit. No, not talking. No, not at all. Game two. Game two, I tutored for a virulent plague. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then. Game three, had the anguish of making for the virulent plague. Yeah. You did. just top decked it. You didn't tutor for it. And just then. had it. I mean, well, I, I drew, like, a lot of extra cards yeah. that game. But, I mean, that's kind of, part, kind of the problem. Like, I think that the matchup is kind of weird where. From a tempo orientation and also from a, for just like a pure quality standpoint, I think black red is advantage against black white because uh, my read the bones dovetail into the goblin dark dwellers like really well, and um, and like ruinous path also right like the, both both decks yeah. are very dependent on on planeswalkers for advantage. Uh, I, I think just the tempo is what makes that deck work. My deck. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going to win. Like, game three, I'm just like, second turn, second turn, Tormenting Voice, like, third turn, Temple, fourth turn, Goblin Dark Dweller discarding my other Temple uh, yeah. for the Tormenting Voices in my graveyard. But, you know, it didn't happen. I mean, I, I, the, the problem is, if you're casting a lot of Read the Bones, you're in a situation where the opponent can just fireball you out with, with, uh, with uh, Secure the Waste. So, um, I mean, my deck should just have Coslex Return, which is shameful as I own that card. Um, but if I just, like, uh, Chapin told me, he's like, how do you not have, like, two Coslex Return in your main deck? You can buy it back with Goblin Dark Dweller, dum-dum. So, yeah, that's true. You can buy it back with Goblin Dark Dweller. Um, but, yeah, if I, I don't know. I would have had to have the card, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it makes you substantially less vulnerable to Secure the Waste, though. You can just have that card in your deck. You know, they can go all in on, on Secure the Waste, and then you go all in back. With, not all in back, just respond to it on a one-to-one. -one. I am. You're famous. Uh, once upon a time. <laughs> I just remember you're the one with Patrick Chast about the Naya deck. <laughs> They're always talking about the Naya deck. I'm podcasting with Brian right now, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey. Oh, my gosh, you're the... Oh, yeah. He's, he's more famous than I am now. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many famous people here. <laughs> yeah, just Tuesday night at the end. Like, like sign something, but I don't know if I think we're we'll signing. Um, should make Mike sign a gnarled mass. That would be yeah. I don't high five anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to be brusque. I'm just we're we're in the no. middle of something. Oh, that's so cool. Sure, grab me later though. Hi world. Hi. What's your name? <laughs> oh Nathan. Hi. Hi Nathan. So um, oh one one. This is like so like what am I gonna do like four packs if I win the next three rounds on a Tuesday night? That's Maybe. what it sounds like. Brutal. Expulsion. Yeah, you were, paired, you were paired down, too. Was I? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's hella brutal. Luke, you lost round one, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so your tiebreakers are terrible. I should just... I'm just trying to convince him to drop. <laughs> I think I should just leave this tournament. I kind of want to play one more round. Do you wait one more round, and then we leave, or you just want to go now? Uh, I'm probably going to go now, but then we could just finish up on Skype. No, 
If you want to go now, I'll just leave with you. Okay, I want to go now. But you're ruining my day. I want to go now. All right. Uh, just talk about how you're ruining my day, and I'll drop from the tournament. All right, I am currently ruining Mike's day by making him drop from the tournament at 01 and 1 on a Tuesday so I can head home, and he can head home. Both Carla and Catherine will appreciate this, ostensibly. I can't speak for either of them, actually. But I think they'll be happy with us. What? Wait, what's going on? I said that Catherine and Carla would both be happy with this, although I couldn't speak for certain, you know, for you either of them. You know, <laughs> Catherine is married to me, right? Yeah. That means that if I drop down, that I'm going to be coming home. Yeah. <laughs> then I said I think she'd be happy about it, but I wasn't, you know, I can't be certain. Uh, and I said my wife as well. Your wife. Your, your wife probably is, uh, I don't know, doing some push-ups now. Something does she do a lot of push-ups? Yeah, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. What does she do? I just rushes. She likes weights. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have, like, weights in your house? We do. We have, all, we have like, a whole gym room in our house. Yeah? Yeah. Full of weight? It's got weights. It's got resistance things. Like rubber bands that you, like, got, attach yeah, to other yeah. things? Yeah, it's got, like, a bike, you know, stationary bike, a yeah. treadmill. Lots of stuff. So anyway, I actually really like how my deck played tonight, despite the fact that I did not win any matches. Sure. Like, I felt like, I felt really good most of the time. Just didn't happen to win. <laughs> Which is, you know, like, um, like the close games were like weird, grindy, end of grindy top decky things. Which I think is kind of how it is when you play like a non-blue control deck, like you don't have any permission. So it's kind of your opponent could just rip a card that kills you, even when you're like very far ahead. It's, it's kind of funny to me that you get to this point in standard yeah. also, where just like 22 sort of semi-random people of random levels of experience yeah. and skill level, you know, all playing Magic on a Tuesday. And everybody, this, again, this goes, almost goes back to that dojo deck thing. Yeah. Everybody has this like super polished deck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, even even like you know, Luke's like, oh, you know, I'm playing like the old version of this deck, but it's like a deck that at some point was the you know yeah, so, one of the top three decks of that week, right? Yeah, the problem, the reason it's bad, though, right? Like, and like way worse than Owen's deck is, he has all these creatures, right? Yeah. So like on the, my like my third turn, I willingly just discard a, a fiery impulse to read the bones because. Like, it's just not going to be yeah. very valuable. And it's the funny thing is if I had that fire impulse at the end of the game, <laughs> it would, I would have won. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, I cleared all of his stuff. He just, you know, third, third, uh, third secure the ways is it's different. Like, it so happens if I had had another fiery impulse, it wouldn't. But it was, interestingly, in the mid-game, I actually dark petitioned for a fiery impulse because I just wanted to keep his, his, um, his shambling vents off of me. Right, right. Uh, what are people going to do when they can't play with Collected Company anymore? It's like soon. It's a good card. I mean, like, I, here, here's the thing. In the first round, if I had just torn, uh, if I had just looked at his hand instead of trying to, you know, thinking about going for the win, I would have won. Right? Like, that's the... And then the second... I don't know. I don't think I could have played much better against Luke. Like, I had to I had to run out the Virulent Plague, right? Or do I, or do I just wait? Let him hit me with the... Uh, with like one burst of, of tokens and then play it as a wrath? Maybe. Like that's, but then you take so much damage. And my only source of life gain is Kalitas, which, and it's, Kalitas is gonna die. That's a problem, right? He's got like. I, I guess he was right. How many Anguish on Makings was he running? I mean, is that something? Three. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I mean, like to me, I was just like, when you played it, my thought was like... There were like, two in the graveyard when I played it. Oh, there were? Okay, yeah. I didn't see that. When I walked up, I didn't see that part. Yeah, he removed my uh, one of my Goblin's Art Dwellers in my first Kalitas. God, what was he at, like four? I mean, like, I wasn't doing very much damage to him. He killed all my creatures. But, like, I felt like... It felt like it was pretty safe. Like, nobody plays four, you right. know? So, you know, even if you play a fair number, like three, two... I mean, I can't say that I paid a lot of attention to how many he cast in the previous games, but there were literally two in the graveyard when yeah, he yeah, cast. Yeah, okay. So, um, I, I, I don't know. It didn't seem it didn't seem wrong. Right, right. Because uh, like, the, the thing that's weird in that matchup is Read the Bones is like the best card, but if you cast it too many times, the white-black deck becomes the beatdown. And it's the same thing with Anguish I'm making for them. Well, no, but I can't really exploit it the same way because he, yeah, he basically yeah. can make like a huge amount of power with haste, either with either with profane prince or with um, secure the way. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? He can so fireball, yeah, all sure. I can do is like have a huge advantage, and then but like I still need to win over the course of like four or five turns. Like I can build huger and huger advantages, but the problem with any time you're playing a non-blue control deck, you can just lose from those situations, right? right? right like. Right. You're, you're like, I have seven cards in hand, my opponent has no cards in hand. I have like 20 power in play. I have 100 lands in play. They're just like, derf, derf, rip a fireball, kill you. And that's just how it's been since the beginning of Magic, if you're not playing blue. If they don't say derf, derf, is the spell countered? No. No? No, they that still seems, get to cast the spell as, seems, as per normal with seems, the rules. Seems like bullshit. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. This is for your first-round opponent. Yeah. What? I, I realize it's a pretty. I thought he played well. He did. No, he yeah. won a. Apparently, he won a PPTQ like two weeks ago here, playing that same deck. Oh, right. I thought he played well. Yeah, like I four, played four, playing till four in the morning. Yeah. Apparently, I played uh, poorly. So, like, I but, made I made key mistakes in game one and two. Here's a question. Yeah. Someone who clearly knows the bad company deck. Yeah. Pretty well. Uh, played it. In a, in a, what is the level of rules infraction? Yeah. For not bringing your own goddamn dice for your tireless track. Oh, he also didn't have a pen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell? What is the what level? To me, that's a pretty. There's just like a game you know, loss in there you know, somewhere I, for me. I. I have changed over the years. You play a goddamn tireless tracker without dice. I've, I've changed pretty substantially over the years. Like, back in the day, I was like. Don't even bring a piece of paper. I brought a rubber band and a pen, and I would use an, a detritus deck list from like deck list registration. Yeah. The same piece of paper the entire day of right, the single, tournament. It was single paper. Technology. Single. Yeah. That's what I used to do, right? And now I have a bag. I have a box of dice. I have a box of tokens. I have a playmat. Who who would have thought I would have played with a playmat? Yeah. Um. And. Uh, you know, all kinds of like those kind of supplies now. And I, I always have dice, you know, I always have, which is very different. I mean, yeah. we used to flip coins and stuff like that for. Yeah. Um, but I, I, think, I think it's perfectly reasonable for the judge at the beginning of the tournament to sort of look through people's deck lists and look at the matchups and see who has, who is taxing the event in some way, right? And if you're, ta you know, it's like, oh, you've come to the tournament with you know, a tireless tracker, um, you're putting plus one, plus one counters on your lands with through in his path, and you do, oh, I, oh, how many dice did you bring? None, oh, okay. Uh, did you have, you didn't have, oh, you didn't have a pen? No, oh, who's, oh, he's keeping track of both your life? Oh, huh, uh, I'm sorry, you get a game loss, <laughs> right? Like, I think, I think we just need 
the judge community to step yeah. up. And, you know, just people who are putting a tax on the tournament. Aside, are you going to go up to 42nd Street? What are you going to do? I'm ultimately going to go up to 42nd Street. What do you plan to do short term? Uh, walk until you're done talking to me. Oh, okay. That's fine, man. I was just going to say, because we, we can go, I would rather take red line side than okay, whatever you're yeah, going to do here. Because, yeah, that's, uh, that's by where I live. So, um, do you agree or disagree with my hard stance on diceless magic players? I think that, I don't know, like, what if you're playing, like, just, a, I was going to say white weenie deck, but that deck is full of counters. Yeah. That could be a that could be a match loss. I mean, that could be something. Full of no, play, plus yeah, yeah, play, playing tireless lieutenant. I mean, tireless oh tracker, Thalius lieutenant. I'm gonna blow your mind. You're yeah. gonna be mad at yourself. Okay. Not that long ago, you said to me, I was playing a deck full of fiery tempers and Nahiri, which is good at killing creatures and good at killing creatures. But my opponent had always watching, so his creatures were never tapped, and they were too big to kill yeah. a fiery temper. You know that Nahiri can just kill the always watching, right? It doesn't have to be tapped. Oh, I, I know. It just didn't matter at oh, okay. the time. It just, like, like, I needed it to kill something that was killing me. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. A bubble day. Um... So, but you like the black card deck? I, I really enjoy playing it. That's uh. uh no, I don't. I don't love it. No. I, I, it's too much. It's too much of a high wire act for me. It's just. I think. It's yeah, a I guess too much of a high wire. Act. Even if I had. I don't like. I don't causal like. extra turn. It wouldn't be. Like because you still have to draw. I guess you should draw the right answers at the right time. Yeah, I just feel like I've played every match of standard I played. I felt I felt so under the gun right from the right from turn one sometimes. Yeah. That read the bones just seems like. Seems like jagged chicken bones to me. Like is what read you're the reading. Bones is like getting, you're trying to, yeah, you're like you're just got it bone. like just got it like perpendicular to your throat. It's it's not good. Like I don't like it. It's, a good it's not card. my. Style. It's oh, it's a great card. But I mean, for me, you're like right now, it just feels like I, I want more. If I'm if I'm going to do something where I'm like trying to take control, I want more less one for one removal and more. Let's go this way. Global. More like rapping? Yeah, I guess so. Or you, you, is what you want counter spells? Like the blue red Eldrazi deck just has like spell. What's the name of it? U two power sync for four. Oh, uh, spell shrivel. Yeah, so it's like spell shrivels yeah, like and negates and stuff know. like that. Void shatters. I think, I think I just want to be more aggressive in this format. Want to be attackers? I think I want to be attackers. Yeah. I think I might switch to Bant Company. Is that terrible? That's like a, like against my religion, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Like I can't really just play. The I like I like the green ramp deck. I, I kind of the green white one. Yeah, it's play that. Green, right? uh, I think I I think the original deck file was said mono green. <laughs> I got what I wanted to do was play like green X where X was colorless. That was like kind of cup and oh, this is awful. This whole intersection makes me... Fr you know, I lost my glasses here. No, I, I didn't know that. Uh, like a couple I of years ago. I must have not gotten copied on the newsletter. Um, it was like a like a snowstorm, rainstorm day. They blew off into the street, right? So then, of course, I went after them because I'm a genius. In the middle of a snowstorm, rainstorm, I went into the middle of the street in a situation where I couldn't see. <laughs> genius. The smartest. If, Resident if, genius. 2005. If, if screwball comedies yeah. have taught me anything, yeah. is you gave up in defeat, sat on the curb to bemoan your loss, and sat right on your glasses. Well, none of that happened. Damn it! None of that happened. 
So you, you think I should just... Hang? I love Dark Goblin Dark Bowler, though. He's such a good man. Should he be, like, in a green-red deck? I tried to make a deck with him getting back Nissa's Renew. Uh, what what Nissa's... You, have you thought about replacing uh, Read the Bones with Magmatic Insight? No. I mean, then I, I think I'd rather play Red-White at that point. Remember, I was playing a lot of Red-White before. You play, like, four Magmatic Insight, four, four Tormenting Voice, and play Nahiri also. And then you're just... Then just play all the Madnesses. Yeah. That seems like a... I just, I just, like I said, just read the bones just feels slow and exacerbating of bad situations sometimes. Yeah. And you've got the temple, so like, you know, the magmatic insight, just more. Yeah, yeah. But more I, mean, cool. I think you just play like medium red, right? So you're like, decks like medium red, and the cards are. Let's screw this off the top. Okay. Magmatic insight, tormenting voice, fiery impulse, fiery temper. Right. Goblin Dark Dweller, Nahiri, um, a couple of You're gonna play uh, Eldrazi displayers. Yeah, probably. Absence Judgment, Eldrazi Displacer, um, one Linvala, Secure the Wastes done. I'll probably want some rats. And you're probably gonna play some uh, are you gonna play any Copies oh, Pyromancer's of, Goggle for uh, sure. Well, no, 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 not just Pyromancer's Goggles. Are you going to play any copies of uh, Westvale Abbey? Yeah. Okay. Like three. I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. So activate your Displacer. Like, Displacer Goblin Dark Dweller is good Magic the Gathering. <laughs> that's, that's good clean fun. Yeah. Or the, I guess you could play like a... Not, could you play like a Naya Creatures deck, but it would just be so slow, right? Like <laughs> Nissa, Goblin Dark Dweller, Eldrazi Displacer. What, what, what this is, is just a horrendous take on the fan deck. It's, it's horrendous. What, what's the green offering you besides Nissa? Nissa. <laughs> Getting Nissa. Just Nissa, just like you got a green source, go get another green source. Not a green source, a forest. A forest. A basic forest. You know, I, I've, I've been playing so many of these like different basic land kind of centered decks. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is like, you do you have these like perfectly reasonable mana bases. Sometimes you just build your mana base, you just don't have enough forests. Like you just run it because of because of Nissa's pilgrimages and oh, yeah. explosive vegetations and evolving walls. You just run out of forests. It's insane. But you see the current build of the quote mono green ramp tech, the green white ramp tech, I have four wastes now. So you're up to four because yeah. the, the file you sent me had uh, had only one and waste, which yeah, was but, fine. Yeah, but this one just it greatly increases your frequency of casting Ruin in the Wake on turn two yeah. for for value. I mean, so it's basically like which is my eight favorite wastes. thing about the deck. Yeah. Do you ever go like second turn Ruin in their wakes? So you have three land on turn on turn two, on turn three. Play a tracker. Cast a cast an evolving wild. Oh, I've, yes, I've done that a few <laughs> Break times. Break it for actually. two clues. Untap. <laughs> <laughs> then like a, another big ramp, or you can just go like second turn, uh, second turn, uh, rune in their wake. Third turn, explosive vegetation. Fourth turn, Uvenwald Hydra. Have you done that one? <laughs> you have like eight land in play. Yeah. And no cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. So I, can you kill it? Well, you know, a card I was thinking about trying. Um, that angel, WW five four four angel. When a land comes into play, return a card to your graveyard to your hand. If it's a planes, put it to play. Oh. I think that might be powerful. What is that? What's that card called again? Yeah, that card's great. Yeah, I think that might be. Like, 
Because I don't think there are a lot of decks that can exploit it, but this deck could. Right. Yeah, like, go real big. You can go, like, Evolving Wilds, get back, like, a, I don't know, Secure the Waste or something, crack it for planes, get back, like, a giant of some sort. So, um, but yeah, I didn't try that one yet. But did you like Dragon Lord Dramica in that deck, or do you think it was pretty rando? Uh, it never, it's not, it's not come up for me in yeah. the games i played. It's all about Uvenwald Hydra, right? Yeah, it's either all about Uvenwald Hydra, or if they're doing something more bouncy, you know, if they're not doing something bouncy. For some reason, I played a bunch, against a bunch of blue decks that had bounce, and so, like, normally I'd be Westvale Abbeying. Oh, that's... But if they're, if they're bouncing stuff, I've had more than a couple Jaces discard, uh, the, the, the discard bounce spell, the Madness one. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, I lost to that deck. Sorry, not that deck. I lost to a deck, and he only had, like, uh, a Shivan Reef open. Yeah, and I'm like, just oh, I'm, the wind, right? Yeah, I'm just going to go all in. And he's just, like, discards it to, like, I don't even remember, some sort of madness outlet thing, and he just yeah. the wins me. It was, uh, it was the worst, worst yeah, feeling anyone's ever had. The deck I played against was a Fevered Visions deck, actually. Fevered Visions is gas. It was basically just a fevered visions, bounce, madness. The most sane. Crazy, like. It was basically it was, the Nahiri deck without Nahiri. It was basically a fevered visions, bounce, madness deck. Yes. Just in case. I just want to make It was basically a fevered visions, bounce, madness. So, fevered visions is awesome. I think, like, I really like that deck that's like 12 2 1 flyers, Gold Knight Castigator, fevered visions. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. Counter spells and burn. And it has like four. I have not played against that. As for uh, Exquisite Firecraft main deck. Ooh. Yeah, it's Goblin Dark Dweller on the sideboard. That's a card that's got, you know, two weeks to live, Governor's Pardon, let it out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play. Well, I mean, maybe I, I, I think, like, maybe I'll make, like, medium red-white. I think, uh, I think that... Have you, have you thought about at all about what cards you're going to get unlocked? Like, what cards suddenly become playable? Because of rotation? Because, like, cause like, company, like companies just got to be, like... Companies could, I, I don't but I'm know. saying it's just got to be preying on a bunch of like. So, I am not offended by any of these things. You know what I'm? I'm not the, saying you're offended by it. I'm just saying like, it's it's a force in the metagame that's keeping, maybe keeping some other things down, right? Like IMO, the most offensive card in standard is probably Reflector Mage. Yeah. That's the one. I mean, like, it's so power. And it's weird. It's so powerful. It's like so inoffensive looking. Right. No, but like, I mean, the guy who you said won a PPTQ a few weeks ago who beat me in the first round, he just Reflector Mage to like my Kalidus, or he Reflector Mage to my Goblin Dark Dweller, and then like, you know, basically double time walked me. Yeah, that's Like, when you Reflector Mage a Goblin Dark Dweller and it's good, like that's... The, the, that's the moment of respect you had for Reflector Mage was the first time someone Reflector Mage your Siege Rhino without fear. Oh, they just killed you, right? Yeah, yeah, like, Siege yeah. Rhino, eh? Yeah, no, whatever. but I mean, like, Reflector Maging Dark Dweller is ball. That's also ball. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah. That's balls with a capital all. You know what card no one games with? I'm bringing it back for this red-white deck we're talking about. Okay. Roast. Oh, yeah. You, I saw you post about Team Roast this week. Nobody roasts. That card is gas, right? Yeah. Kills a Kalidus. Kills all kinds kills of good dark, stuff. Kills Dark Dwellers. Kills Sylvan Advocate. That's does the guy. Does kill It Kills Sylvan Advocate at almost any stage of the game. I mean... It's pretty nice. Not post... 
Not post uh, Dramica's Charm, yeah. but... I said almost any. Dramica's Command, rather. Yeah. I think, uh... But I think, is, is this medium red-white deck, like, very disadvantaged against green-white tokens? It sounds like it might be. I feel like you probably have to be the beatdown, which seems impossible, considering their cards are cheaper than yours. <laughs> I mean, but can't you just play it as red-black? Not like play mine. red white, but play it as yours, but just like play the molten vortex. I mean the magmatic insights over the Rika bones. But think about how much worse those cards get if you don't have a drown yard. That's a thing. Like magmatic insight's really bad if you don't have a drown yard. Sure. Um You know what's around the corner here that we didn't get to do the other night? What's that? I'll give you a hint. It's pink. Oh, would you would you uh, consent to going to 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 the berry? I would. I'd go to the berry. It is like right here. somewhere. Did we just pass it? Actually, we just passed it. Then we're we're SOL. I think it's on 13th Street. Let's just go back. We just passed it. It's one block away. Oh no! I'm not going back that one. I'm on a clock. No, you're not. I am. What, are you getting attacked by Gold Knight Castigator? Yes. Yeah, I think you just said that, but it's not actually true. What's that? You're not really getting attacked by Gold Knight Castle. I'm not, but I am on a clock. Um, all right. That wasn't an exciting, that wasn't an exciting play-by-play -play tournament tonight. No. You played two rounds, and then I made you draw. Yeah. But I didn't even win either of the rounds. Yeah, I mean, that was part of why, why it was okay for you to draw. All right. I believe you. Um, do you have any parting wisdom for our listeners? No, read my magic oral history of the Magic Dojo if you haven't read it already. Yeah, it's good. People people are really responding positively to it. Uh, and then uh, tweet me pictures of your Eternal Masters opens this weekend, or from last weekend, depending on when this goes on. Uh, I mean, I'll send it to them, like, probably not tonight, but pretty soon. We'll go yeah. by the beginning of next week for sure, maybe this week. Who knows, who knows how generous they'll be with how quickly they're posting for us. Yeah. Um, At least as generous as we are in making them. This is like a concerted effort of making making Magic the Gathering podcasts, I think. <laughs> That's what's happening right here, right now. That's what happened on Friday. Yeah. Making like two in one week after making zero in ten weeks or something. Ten weeks. I think you're not counting high enough. Well, at least ten weeks. Yeah. When's the next real set coming out? Uh, July 17th weekend is the pre-release for Eldritch Moon. So, so we, yeah, we didn't even do a set review for the last set. I know. Uh, I know. So, so that means like the 14th or so, or the 13th, the whole spoiler will be up. So maybe even the 12th. So yeah, we'll have to do that. All right. Well, um, go home to Carla. Use some resistance bands. Yeah. Maybe some push-ups. Uh, oh, read Fetchland. Osip Levadovich, Pro Sports Champion. Venice? Venice. From Venice is writing creature recaps. Who did he beat in the semifinals? Huey Jensen. That's correct. Oh my god. Did he beat Huey Jensen in the semifinals and Gabriel Nassif in the finals? Yeah. No, not Nassif in the it wasn't. No, it wasn't Nassif in the finals. Was it Jorstet in the finals? I think it was Nassif in the finals. I think it was Huey Jensen and Nassif was his road. You're permitted Wait. to look this up. I mean, Nassif was definitely in that top eight as well, though. I think that I don't know who he would have played in the round of in the round of eight. 
But that's that's the tournament that they changed the legend rule because because uh, Huey was so overwhelmingly advantaged. But Osip happened to hit his Akroma first. The way that the rules worked back then, that meant that that meant that uh, Huey couldn't cast his at all. No, he beat Tommy Wally. Tommy Wally, so he beat he beat Nassif in the quarterfinals. So he went. Oh no, no, he beat uh, oh he beat Akiro Kashima. Nassif beat Jensen beat Nassif. Ooh, this top eight is fierce. Jordan Berkowitz? <laughs> oh my god. Tommy Wallamese, that guy was a star. Uh, I don't know, Ak Akiro Kashima, is he the one who had like a random 1-3 for white and one guy in his deck? I don't even remember. Like, it basically like gains life if you have an enormous amount of mana. Ma Matthias Jorstep might be like the best player in that top eight, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, Jensen in the top, and then Tommy Wallamese. Tommy Wallamy's 3-0 in the finals. What a beating. Yeah. What was Wallamy's playing? Joblins? I think he was playing Goblins. That's what everyone... There was, I was just thinking about this PT today because it was like the, basically the PT where Dave Price finally gave up the ghost. He didn't go to that one. Yeah, he won a PTQ though. Yeah, he didn't go to that one. And it was like... And it was Goblins, and Goblins, it was like, Goblins. Goblins, Goblins. <laughs> like Mono Red was just like the best deck for like a couple of years after that or... You know, certainly more playable than it had been in any of the previous years where Dave had played it. So, um, we'll put up a link to your uh, to your oral, oral history of the Magic Dojo, and uh, I don't know. Hang out on Friday and play Eternal Masters with me in uh, Hoboken. Maybe we do another one. All right. All right. Bye. Later.